Hello, and welcome to the 90s Kids Movie Pod. We are your hosts, Joe. Hello. Stephanie. Hello. And I'm Max. We are three millennials who took A-level media studies, so you know we are highly qualified to talk about films. This is the podcast for children of the 90s. Join us as we re-watch the films that shaped our childhood. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Um, we're going to dive right into it this week. I'm not going to say that I'm really excited about, <laughs> about this because I always say that, but I am really, really excited um, in truth. But yeah, um, so this week we're, uh, we, we've rewatched uh, Men in Black. It was Steph's suggestion. And um, to give us a kind of intro um, to the movie, as always, I'll hand it over to Steph. Thanks very much, Max. Yeah, so as you've said, this week we are looking at Men in Black, which is a 1997 American science fiction slash action comedy film. Um, It's directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who's also known for directing The Addams Family Values, uh, Wild Wild West, and the subsequent Men in Black sequels. It was produced by uh, Walter F. Parks, who's produced over 50 movies, um, so many films that we've probably watched and heard of, including Minority Report, The Mask of Zorro, Twister, very classic 90s movie. Um, (laughs) Um, And this film was executive produced by Steven Spielberg, which I didn't didn't know until I rewatched it and then saw his name come up in the credits. Um, And the music for this film was done by the one and only Danny Elfman, who Mm. has done countless things, uh, including The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Simpsons, Stranger Things, uh, lots of collaborations with Tim Burton. He's a proper Um, legend. Oh, he is. Such a legend. So, yeah, basically, Men in Black is loosely based on a comic book series. And it stars Tommy Lee Jones as Agent K and Will Smith as Agent J. And they work for the secret organisation Men in Black, whose mission is to supervise extraterrestrial life forms on Earth and protect the world from the scum of the universe. That is a direct quote from the tagline of this movie. Nice. <laughs> um, so the movie starts with Agent K, Tommy Lee Jones, and his partner D on their final mission tracking down some illegal aliens in the desert. After the mission, D says that he's getting too old um, and so he's going to retire and he gets neuralised by K, which basically means he has his memory wiped. Um, and so this leaves K looking for a partner and this is where we meet Will Smith, who plays James, who is a New York City police detective and James unknowingly chases down an alien and so he kind of becomes uh, of interest to Kay and he ends up getting hired to uh, to join the Men in Black but it means that he has to give up everything in his life basically once you join the Men in Black um, you no longer you cease to exist basically um, and you just become known by a one one letter so he James becomes Jay and basically the rest of the film follows Jay and Kay as they attempt to save the world from being destroyed by an alien race known as the Arquilians. And yeah, I thought this film was just as good today as it was back in 1997. Mm. I had a brilliant time watching this film. 
so basically, let's kick it off with when was the last time that you guys watched this film, Max? So yeah, before uh, before obviously we rewatched it, it must have been. Maybe it's been a while, honestly, maybe five or so years. Um, this was one of a few DVDs that me and my brother and sister had. Uh, so I remember rewatching it. It was funny because I remember direct quotes, like just before scenes, I knew exactly what they were going to say. <laughs> didn't make, didn't make the film any, you know, uh, any less fun because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. But yeah, it must've been years, but, um, it didn't really matter because I'd watched this film so many times um, on DVD. I don't know about you, Joe. What, what about you? Yeah, I, I was similar. So we had this on video. Oh, out <laughs> did you there, mate? <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't seen it in 10 years. So uh, beat you there as well. And I watched it, you know, maybe 100 times more than you grown up. No. Uh, yeah, we, did, we, we watched this a lot. Like, I remember like when we first got this and like dad like brought the video home and we're watching the opening scene of that bug that's like kind of flying through the city. Yeah. And he goes, keep watching, keep watching. And then it splatters across the screen at the end. You're like, what, what was all that about? And I was like, <laughs> oh, straight away, this is, this is going to be a good film. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen this in like 10 years. It's been a long time. But like you, I was like, yeah, I know what's going to happen. But I'm yeah. like gassed to watch like Will Smith do like the quotes of the, Mate, yeah, so yeah. So the, there's so many, so many quotable Will Smith lines. So in, in this many, film, isn't there? But yeah, like, um, yeah, as well as like uh, Tommy Lee Jones quotes and sayings, and even the things that like the various monsters say. That it was the Will Smith lines that I definitely remembered. Yeah, uh, yeah. watching this. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I can't really remember the the last time I watched this film. I I think I had it on DVD. I don't think I went as old school as video. So I think I watched it probably <laughs> maybe a few years after it came out. Because, yeah, yeah, 1997, I would have been six. And I feel like maybe I would have been a little bit too young to watch this. But it was definitely one of those films that my dad brought home on DVD. And we watched it. And we watched it. And we watched it. Because it's just, it's <laughs> such a good family movie. Um, yeah. You know, you probably not for tiny little kids but there's not really any like it's not scary it's um no. and the, the kind of the aliens are quite funny and um so yeah it's not it's not too and there's no bad language in it really um so yeah it's definitely a good a good family film um yeah and yeah i i feel like even though it's a 90s movie it doesn't feel as like kind of retro and outdated as some of the other live action mm. um movies that that we've oh, all the movies we've looked at so far have been live action but i guess i'm thinking of films like fly away home yeah where you watch yeah. it and it just it even the way it's filmed looks really dated whereas this feels like really modern i feel like it you know it could have been filmed a couple of years ago oh yeah um definitely yeah. So, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed watching it again. Um, I was quite relieved because I feel like we've mentioned this film quite a few times on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, if, this, if we've just remembered it with rose-tinted glasses, <laughs> it's going to be awkward. We're going to be having an awkward conversation. But I'm yeah. pleased to say that I don't have anything negative to say about this film. <laughs> Woo! This would be like the first one in a while, then, Steph, for you, eh? <laughs> Is it because you actually got through the whole thing without a little nap? 
Well, it was only, it's an hour and 38 minutes, so that is perfect timing for me. Oh, it's ticking all your boxes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Why do you think I chose it? <laughs> it is one of those films, though, with, uh, with a, like a really good pace. Um, yeah. yeah. There's no filler scenes, really. It, each scene just pushes us along the journey with J and K quite, quite smoothly. Mm. All of the characters that you kind of meet along the way are really engaging, really interesting, and... Yeah, there was no, there were no, there were no, as I call it, like toilet break scenes where you think, yeah, I can just nip to the loo now because nothing's <laughs> really happening. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you guys thought that too, or whether I'm just making it out to be better than it is because I loved this film as a kid and I just sat enjoying every single scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Like, it's, y- you're always, it's, it's a really good mixture of like action and comedy and like, at times surrealism where you just kind of you entertain throughout the whole film in all the right ways you you never kind of go oh this fucking scene takes a while do you know what i mean yeah it, it's really smooth yeah. yeah yeah and every every scene has a purpose every scene is sort of moving the film along like you say there's no filler scenes mm. Mm. um it's either informing the character uh, development or it's informing the plot and um yeah, I just think it it moves along a good a good pace, um, mm. and like yeah, like I say, it's it's only an hour and thirty eight minutes, so it's got to be tight. Um, yeah. Unlike some of the other films we've watched, <laughs> Hook. Um, <laughs> the the irony that you think that Hook is too long, but your favourite like franchise is Lord of the Rings is just <laughs> astounding. <laughs> I wondered when you were going to get the uh, Lord of the Rings mention in on this episode. <laughs> That is true. See, I, I can I can stay up and watch films if they entertain me. If they've got <laughs> you know hobbits in Joe, everything's okay. Yeah, I suppose every film doesn't have Elijah Wood, which is Steph's like exactly. childhood crush. So exactly. <laughs> he's my first love, <laughs> my, my one true love, my precious. No, I'm joking. My precious. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, sorry. I feel like we digress as soon as we mention Lord of the Rings, don't we? It was going to happen. It was going to happen. <laughs> it was going to happen. Um, uh, just diving into the characters in this, you had somewhere else to go with this, Steph. Um, <laughs> no, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you guys think uh, rewatching this of? Um, I guess uh, just as well with like Tommy Lee Jones' character, I feel like oh. Tommy Lee Jones in the 80s, very early 90s, was really really popular actor yeah um he looked he looked really quite young in this film but it's funny because i remember re- when i say young i mean because i've watched him in like no country for old men and he yeah. just looks like a really old man now bless mm. him yeah, yeah, yeah um which he is obviously but i remember thinking when i was really young that he looked like a really old man <laughs> yeah, yeah. in this film but i think it's just compared to you know fresh-faced will smith but what did you th- yeah. what did you guys think guys think of um of Kay's character in this I was loving Tommy Lee Jones. I mm. I don't know. Yeah, I think like you, when, when I was little, I thought he was really old in this film. But yeah, I was watching it and I was like, he's not he's not that old. And I was really loving his accent. So he's kind of got his southern drawl. Yeah. And I don't know, he was just doing it for me in this film. I was like, yeah, I feel like he's quite charismatic, even though he's very dry and very reserved but that kind of enhances the humor of will smith's character yeah um he's kind of like the straight man to will smith's like comedy guy um but it almost makes him 
more funny um because he's sort of playing it a bit more straight um yeah I I really liked Kay um I think there's that nice sort of bit in the film where because obviously when you become a member of the men in black you have to give up um everything in your life basically you have to no longer exist and people forget who you are Mm. and there's that scene where he's looking he's like looked up the woman that he left behind um on the computer and there's that little moment of like oh he's got a little backstory going on there that Mm. that we kind of get a glimpse into um so yeah I, i i thought he was a he's a good he's a really good character in this film yeah. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I thought the same. He's he's such a perfect balance to um, Will Smith's character, Jay. Like, this this must have been like... I don't know how... It feels like he was basically the Will from Fresh Prince put in this film. It feels like... It, it was like... I don't know how soon after this was from the Fresh Prince Bel-Air, but he seemed like right at home in that kind of character like yeah and having him balanced by um tommy lee jones was they, such a good like a match made in heaven this seems so good together like they yeah just, uh, yeah they counter each other really well i really enjoyed it yeah yeah i feel like on paper they would seem like an odd couple to put together hmm. but but they really work so really were, this yeah. film this came out in 97 um and the fresh prince finished in 96 so it was kind of a yeah. year after um will smith had finished filming fresh prince um and get ready for my trivia jingle you shall have a trivia queen (laughs) (laughs) got my piece of trivia uh basically will smith originally didn't want to do this film he was going to turn it down because he'd filmed independence day the year before and he didn't want to do another film about aliens I guess maybe from an actor's perspective, you don't want to be end up being pigeonholed into I'm the actor that does all the films about aliens. So yeah. he nearly didn't do it. Um, but obviously he, he was convinced. Uh, Good job that he did as well, because it obviously on Independence Day, I imagine we're probably going to do this in this podcast at some point because I watched that as a kid a lot as well. But that that he's why does that not good. surprise me, Joe? Yeah, <laughs> cheesy action film from the nineties, straight on my list. Um, but he's he's got a really good like kind of duo thing happening with Jeff Goldblum in that film. Yes, yeah. I, I love that film as well. But th- this is I don't know. There's a lot more. I feel like this is such like a good. Like I'm I'm a huge Will Smith fan, and I feel like this is such like a good Will Smith kind of movie. Like he's just yeah. on point in this. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I think this was kind of, um, like you say, he's kind of playing his character from Fresh Prince. Mm. And I love him when he's doing comedy roles. I, I think yeah. I love that more than when he does the sort of straight, um, really serious roles. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Which he can do. He can do so well to be like, he, he, can, he can do it all. But I, I there's a certain kind of nostalgic love for when he's just like goofing around, which I really, yeah. really love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. What would you say your favourite Will Smith films are? Uh, well, this is one of them. Definitely, this is one of them. And um, oh, this is another really cheesy one, but iRobot I loved. Uh, yeah, oh, really? I, I was going to say iRobot. I actually, I was really, yeah. really impressed when I saw that at the cinema. Yeah, me too. Um, but he, he does play a really serious role in that film. He's not 
he's not, you know, he's not um, Will from The Fresh Prince at all, but like there yeah. are a few like comedic moments, but yeah, um, <clears throat> that's why it kind of stumped me when you asked me that question, Steph, because I think my favorite probably is iRobot, which, but yeah. I'm not saying it's his best, but I would probably say number two is, is, is Men in Black, uh, yeah. number one, definitely. I love oh, how okay. he's done like the Muhammad Ali film and like the Pursuit of Happiness and we're choosing these really goofy ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my favourite one is, um, this probably won't surprise you, but my favourite Will Smith film is Hitch. I love Hitch. <laughs> I forgot about Hitch. I yeah. forgot about Hitch as well. S- yeah. It's so good. It's just come back on Netflix, I think. So it's on my list to rewatch. But yeah, oh, nice. him and Eva Mendes are perfection in that film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Disregard all of the very serious, like award-winning movies that he's done. <laughs> Go for the, the cheesy this, sci-fi and rom-com movies. Yeah, this is yeah. the podcast for that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, apparently, as well, Tommy Lee Jones nearly didn't do this film either. Um, so oh. we nearly had a completely different film. Um, he was not impressed with the original script for this movie. Um, really, but. Yeah, so I think the original script was quite different, but Steven Spielberg, being the executive producer, sort of convinced Tommy Lee James uh. that it would it would be rewritten, and uh, so yeah, he would he he obviously decided to come on board, but um, it was interesting because I mean I love I love finding out alternative actors because I just think like how different would these films have been, yeah, and but I I don't know how much I'm trusting IMDb because. <laughs> There was a couple of like wacky like suggestions as to who was going to play. Danny DeVito and Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> I think Whoopi Goldberg ep- edits all of the uh, trivia on IMDb. I think that's part. Of- <laughs> that's what she does in her spare time. I think that's what she does. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently Clint Eastwood was offered the role of Kay. Okay, I can see that. To be yeah, fair. I, I can. I can sort I mean- of see. I, I do think that Tommy, like Tommy Lee Jones, has got that comedic timing, though. Like you said, he's a straight man, mm. but I think, he, yeah, I can't. It's seen as being as good as Clint Eastwood, but a hundred percent, yeah, completely agree, yeah. But then for the role of Jay, so apparently, and I don't think this is true. <laughs> David Schwimmer was asked to play the role. <laughs> David Schwimmer, yeah, but apparently he turned it down, and I just can't. I can't see Ross from Friends being J, Agent J. Absolutely just, not. I can't see him turning it down. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why would you turn it down as well? So I, I'm not sure how much I'm trusting the uh, trivia on IMDb. Um, but also, apparently, Chris O'Donnell, so your favourite Robin uh, actor. Yeah, he was Robin in uh, Batman, uh, in the, yeah, the last two kind of campy yeah. Batman films wasn't he mm. he didn't really do so, anything else apart from that so that's a shame well he was he was offered this role apparently but he turned it down because he felt like it was another sort of new recruit role like his role as as Robin in Batman and Robin oh, really? so he he turned it down but a lot of again choices, I think man mm. yeah I just I don't think this film would have been half as good without um Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones I think those two together no. just definitely make this film but yeah, i think I can... it's it, it's it's like you said steph i think the, their humor just complements each other like if yeah. you had two really dry characters sorry when i say dry i mean like dry like humor uh <laughs> you know as, as as leads um i think that would just be a completely different film but at the same time if you had two 
quite bombastic characters like Will Smith, I think that would be something entirely different as well. I do really think that, like you said, having the two different types of humour, it really brings out each character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. I feel like Will Smith would have improvised on this film. Do you know what I mean? I feel like he would have kind of had fun with it, like he, he seems to do. If you see, like, if, you know, like if you yeah. watch, like, the um, the making of, like, the Fresh Prince and stuff, they just seem to be having fun on So I can imagine he brought that to this role, to be fair. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. the, the Fresh Prince finished in 1996. That's when, like, I think one of the final episodes aired. And mm. this film came out in 1997, which means that they would have been filming in 1996, potentially. So I think, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, Steph, uh, I think, sorry, um, like you said, Joe, there's... It feels a bit like you're watching, uh, you know, The Fresh Prince at times, maybe because it was so close to that time. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, but not in a bad way, though. Oh, that no, is, I'm not complaining. No, no, no. no not at all. I think we can all agree that like 1997, um, you know, was like peak Will Smith hysteria. Yeah. It was he was just in his prime. He would yep. just finished a Fresh Prince and he was launching into the world of hollywood and yeah it was well he wasn't i mean that this was wasn't one of his first films but this is when he, like he really started to like make loads of money for studios yeah um yeah yeah so the 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 budget for this film talking about money was 90 million but it actually at the box office worldwide do you guys do you guys know do you want to guess no. how much money this film made we should we should guess joe we should, we guess. should guess see 90 million sounds is that quite a lot for like 90, 96, 97? It seems like I, it is. I, I would say it was. Is yeah, it, it feels like it is. I don't know if it's... Well, they've got special effects and stuff, so maybe it is. Yeah. But I, I would guess... Okay, like 200 seems pretty good. I know that's kind of just over half, but that I'm, seems like I, a lot to start off with. I'm going to go even higher. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 450. Whoa, that's a lot higher. Yeah. So it made around 250 in the US, but mm. worldwide it made $589 million. Wow. Wow. So this was an incredibly um, successful film. It was one of the top four highest grossing films of 1997 with the top um, grossing film being Titanic. Which, yeah. You're never going oh, yeah. to beat Titanic, are you? So. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> the the other films that did slightly better than this were um the second jurassic park um and oh, right the lost world yeah uh, that could also be on my list <laughs> <laughs> obviously or I might, I might just wait for the musical to come out oh my god please <laughs> jurassic Someone... park on ice please <laughs> And the, the the other film, another one that I, you will probably have watched many times, Joe, um, was Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, yeah. That was probably the uh, the Piers Brosnan <laughs> film I watched the most. That is, um, so here's a bit of trivia. That is, yeah, that is the second uh, of his outings as James Bond. So GoldenEye is considered the classic, his first one, but Tomorrow Never Dies is the one that I watched the most. That's great. That's a great film, I think. Yeah, I so those... <laughs> Those three films. Rewatching it. I don't know. <laughs> well, we uh, we might get round to it, Joe. You never know. Depends how long this uh, podcast is going on for. Yeah, I'm starting to think that 1997 is the golden age of film. Oh, I think there's so many good ones. 
so Honestly, many. Yeah, between 97 and 1999. Wow. Have a look at the films that came out then. It, I'm telling you. I think I, I, I do think it has something to do with the fact that um, CGI stopped being as, as rubbish as it was in like the yeah. mid-90s. Um, yeah. Because uh, like you, Steph, I, I, was, I was genuinely impressed with the CGI in this film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when yeah, when no, we watched it. Definitely. Like you don't need to Lucas it and go back and change anything, do you? To be fair, it all it all feels like it could be made today. Uh, yeah. yeah well, fun. that um, the scene at the end of the film where basically J and K are fighting a giant alien cockroach creature. Mm. The cockroach was originally made as a puppet, um, so they were trying to kind of go down that route, but they just couldn't get the movements right. So right. they filmed filmed it in CGI. But um, that CGI sequence cost 4.5 million of their budget. Wow. So you would hope it would be good. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, you would, yeah. I can't imagine yeah. how you do that. Like, are you thinking about the puppets? <laughs> just, yeah, like, just like, <laughs> I would like to see the puppet. floating around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have seen the, uh, yeah, the cockroach puppet. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. <laughs> me too. But yeah, I think, oh. like you say, that. Um, yeah, the CGI was really, it was really stepping up from sort of 1997 mm. onwards. It wasn't kind of looking as like computer graphics-y. I just, it, it blew my mind when I um, found out how much it had obviously cost. Because then you think about the really rubbish CGI from older films uh, like Dragonheart. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Back the fuck up. What's wrong with Dragonheart? <laughs> What are you talking about? Go back to episode one and, and listen to our critiques <laughs> of that film. No, actually, to be fair, I do think that film's that film's okay. But no, I'm just thinking about the CGI. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think that was only like a year apart. And I feel like, yeah, obviously they splashed some cash on the CGI in this movie, but it really steps up. Oh yeah, definitely. This was around the time for anyone that's a Star Wars fan where George Lucas went back and kind of put all that CGI back into his original films for like the first time that he kind of really like he, he, that because he wanted to do it originally in the 70s and the 80s and realized that the technology wasn't up to scratch so this was around the time that he went oh it, we can do this now and went back and started meddling um so it obviously got to a point cause when when <laughs> when was it that um We've done Casper previously. When was it that Casper was released? Because that CGI was good with the ghosts, wasn't it? That felt quite... Wait, that, that was CGI? Was, was that... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think Casper, if I'm right, let me just double check. I think it came out in 95. Yeah, right, okay. I'm thinking 95. Yeah, it's 1995. Okay, so there were at a point, yeah. I suppose from going from like a few ghosts to a big cockroach monster. Oh, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cockroach monster. Cockroach, cockroach, cockroach monster. <laughs> oh my God. It's all right. You're having a stroke. Cockroach. Cock, cock muncher. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's a Freudian nip slip. <laughs> so, what what would you say your guys' favourite scenes from this movie was? Wow. There are so many. Yeah, I. So, if, in truth, I, I I was expecting this question, obviously, but I can't pick between two, so I'm not going to. 
Come on, you got to tell me one. <laughs> yeah, you can. No. I've got I've got eight, and you can't have any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think my favourite scene. Um, so I think my favourite scene when I was younger, and also watching it this time was. You know the kind of aptitude test that Will Smith. I goes knew you yeah. were going to say that. Yeah. So, but I, I think I liked it even at the time for a few reasons. So it is a funny set of scenes where. Mm. So for for those people that haven't watched it, um, Jay, as he's being, I guess, not inducted into Men in Black, it's more of like an aptitude test to see if he would fit in the organisation if he has the skills required. He goes to um, uh, to the Men in Black kind of headquarters along with the best of the best of the best uh, of, of the army <laughs> of the army elite. So yeah, there's that guy quite early on that stands up and says he's from West Point, which is like the most prestigious um, kind of army base in in the UK. That like all it's like it's yeah it's 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 it's, it's, it's a, that is literally the best of the best of the best. Um, and he's there um, completing a, a test with a pencil and a paper and they're sat in those really rounded chairs. Mm. There's nowhere to rest the paper and there's a huge kind of glass table in the middle of the room. And after struggling awkwardly and everyone's struggling awkwardly, he just pulls the table and makes that huge screeching sound. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it's funny because that test combined with the other test where they're there's that shootout and there, you know, everyone's basically uh, all these pop-ups in this shooting gallery are popping up with like all these various aliens. And then he shoots this girl in the middle of her, this little, like, you know, cardboard cutout of a girl who's got, mm. um, you know, and then he's asked why. And he said, because, you know, she's in a rough area. <laughs> she's holding, you know, two books on quantum physics. That's way too advanced for her. It's funny because I remember watching this with my dad and he said, you know, he's probably passed the test. The, the film's making you think that you he hasn't, but... That I he's spoiled probably, it for you. Yeah. yeah no, no I, like, I mean, it's not like he wasn't going to get through, but like, as, as a kid, I was like, oh, he's, he's failed both tests. But like, it's funny because I think it just shows a lot of initiative. Um, yeah. as, as, as funny as that scene makes out to be, like, um, I, I very much, in truth, like I've, I've always thought to myself, even growing up, like I would be the one that pulls across the table. I'm not going to sit awkwardly and... <laughs> and yeah, try to think yeah, yeah. like I, that's just that's just me but at the same time i understand that like i think what it's trying to show is that there's street smarts and there's like mm. being academically smart isn't there yeah yeah, yeah 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 so um but yeah i think that was that was my my favorite scene my other my other favorite scene which is a really really short one is just the ending which is not really a spoiler if you haven't seen it but <clears throat> you know the last uh scene with the where it zooms out it's a bit like that scene yeah. in in contact, Joey, I guess in the opening scene in contact, which I think you've seen, um, yeah. where like the galaxy zooms out and it zooms out and then it turns out our galaxy, which is absolutely, you you know, in you know beyond our imagination is just like a marble that's mm. in another set of galaxy marbles. And I remember mm. watching that as a kid and just like sat there with my mouth open, like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, like it was real or something like that. But I was like, yeah, I, I love it when films do that because... The galaxy is yeah. so much bigger than we can even literally fit, like phys imagine. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that sort of like rendition, it, 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 I found quite intense, entertaining. I'd love to see them try and uh, display that through puppets, <laughs> yeah. rather than CGI at the end. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that too. Sorry, what was what was your um, what was your favourite scene, Joe? I. So when I think of like, man, it, there's always that scene where it's like, whoa, don't push the little red button. And they're in, they're in like the, the man in black car. And then he's like, you know, you remember the little red button? Press the little red button. And they, they <laughs> press it and they're in the tunnel and the car like kind of transforms into this like really almost like speedy Batmobile thing. And then they're like 
on the uh, the top of the tunnel upside down just kind of and Kay is just so relaxed throughout the whole thing and he's just like swaying and singing Elvis <laughs> and Jay just yeah. like 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 classic Will Smith like ah you know like kind of yeah. like his face is against the thing and he's screaming and stuff and then you've got yeah Kay's just kind of really chilled out I yeah he know. just puts on the radio doesn't he he's just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Elvis isn't dead. He just went home. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So yeah. I love, I love yeah. all the references to um, like famous celebrities. It's like, oh yeah, they're aliens. Yeah, they're an alien. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. see that there's um, when when they go on the screen of all of them, I bet Steph's going to be like, oh, you've usurped me. But <laughs> when they they flick on the screen of like famous aliens living in the world, like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. George Lucas <laughs> and Steven Spielberg are, are amongst the people that are uh, there, kind of, that are meant to yeah, be aliens. Yeah. Oh, they I do, didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I, I only picked it up this time, actually. And they mentioned Dennis Rodman at the end, don't they? And it's like, they well, do. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you're trying to dethrone Steph from... Uh, what are you doing, Joe? You're coming for my crown. Well, I didn't, wiki- I didn't Wikipedia this at all. I just picked that one up. Just so knows I, it. I really wanted to share it. Uh, this is my, like... <laughs> I feel like I'm about six at show and tell, and I've got this, like, you know... I'm going to draw it. I'm going to put yeah. it on the fridge. What, what would you say your favourite scene was, Steph? So, I think my, my favourite one was the aptitude test. I feel like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that bit is so funny, um, because they, they ask Jay, why didn't you why didn't you shoot the aliens? And he sort of gives this really funny explanation of, oh, well, there's this guy that's hanging out on the uh, the street lamp and he's, <laughs> yeah. he's just doing some working out and I wouldn't yeah, like yeah. it if someone came and shot me while I was doing my workout. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think his explanations are so funny. And then he like says about one of the other aliens, like, oh, I just noticed he had a tissue in his hand. He's just got a cold. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he's not snarling, he's sneezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's just shot this like yeah this little girl right yeah. square between the eyes um and his yeah his explanation is that she's up to something shady in a dodgy yeah, neighborhood yeah. late at night yeah. um yeah and i think that just shows his his way of thinking um mm. and i think when i was little i used to watch that scene and just think he was like basically taking the piss but yeah ne- like watching it now you're like oh yeah like he's he's just explaining and and that's that's why he gets chosen because he's got a different way of thinking to all of the other kind of you know mm. traditionally trained military men yeah. um so yeah I, I really i really liked that that scene um i also like the scene where um he's joined the men in black and he's going through like getting his um fingerprints removed and like they're deleting yeah. his um identification and then they put on the suit and uh he has like that cheesy line of like i make this suit look good yeah <laughs> yeah there's a nice little montage though isn't there yeah i love a montage <laughs> i love a good montage very good yeah. 90s montage that's what you need yeah i loved it yeah it was really funny because i feel like i remember my dad having I think I'm pretty sure he he has the Men in Black sunglasses. Like he bought the Ray Bans. Oh um, wow! <laughs> not because I don't think it was directly because of this film. I think he tried them on and was like, "Yeah, these are good." But I mean, it could it could just be that he was he was wanting to be Will Smith. But um, again, back to my my little trivia uh, knowledge that um, after this film came out, the sales of Ray Bans went up like 
it tripled. Really? So basically, yeah, this film, um, Ray-Bans went from like 1.6 million to 5 million in sales wow. just off the back of this film um, for the particular sunglasses that are worn <laughs> by um, yeah. J and K but, in the but movie. Not, not black suits, eh? Not black suits. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> I also, I, I, I'm so sorry. I just went mental on the trivia this time, but I read that the, the suits were inspired by Cary Grant's suit in North by Northwest. Oh, really? No North by Northwest, isn't it? I always get that. It's not Northeast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. North by Northwest. <laughs> it's the bootleg version, North by Northeast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were, they were modelled off uh, Cary Grant's suits uh, in that movie. Oh, that's so that's my final bit of trivia. I'm going to put my iPad away now. Um, <laughs> all my all my notes, I've got through them all. That is crazy interesting. I think um, I think it's it's it for me. It, it like you said, it still stands as like a really good film. I think a yeah. lot of people would laugh at anyone that said you could you know it could have been made today and it would still stand up. I'm, I think it easily could have. I really do yeah. think, and I think that's part of the reason why they're trying to get the franchise up and running again, which I don't think is working too well. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it seems a bit hit and miss. So have you, have you guys seen any of the sequels to this film? I've, I have seen number two and I've seen number three. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. So, I've seen the ones, all the ones that have got Will Smith in it, but yeah. I haven't seen the new one with Chris Hemsworth and, no. um, I don't know the. I'm not sure what the actress's name nah, is. I'm probably not going to watch that one. To be fair, I mean, <laughs> number two came out, and a lot, obviously, a lot of Men in Black fans went to see it, and it's pretty poor. Let's be yeah. honest. There's like a really good kind of. I remember as a kid liking the scene where, you know, they're speaking in any language, and it's just Will Smith kind of beatboxing, and the guy beatboxes back. I thought that was really cool. That's the only thing I remember about it. It's not. It's not <laughs> I don't remember oh, anything about the sequels um, at all that and the fact that you can drive the car using a ps2 remote which was also very cool yeah that that <laughs> very I think, yeah that was in like the trailer yeah. or something wasn't it but yeah it was um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah number two I, I think was pretty average i wouldn't actually say it was a bad film i think it's a bad film compared to number one it but felt I a bit think, rushed yeah even though it came out years later <laughs> yeah so what was going on but I, I think number three i'm not saying it saves it but i don't i didn't think that was yeah bad i think the story yeah. and the way that it wraps up uh you know wraps it up as a trilogy almost i know there's other films after that but i think for will smith's um yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of character i think the way that that's wrapped up i think is why you know without spoiling it i think that's very very yeah. very well done his, yeah his story is the driving force of that film it works really well to be fair yeah really like that film yeah. i mean God, the first you guys have got much better memories than i have i don't yeah. remember a thing about them i know that i've seen them well, that's because we yeah. stay awake when we watch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> You're too busy oh. looking at Wikipedia. I know. Okay. That, literally, oh, I get distracted. And, and oh. I love reading all the uh, yeah trivia yeah. for the movie. Oh, he's dead now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't remember anything about those films. And yeah, I've not seen the... The most recent one because yeah it's funny like you say this this particular version of the film seems like it could have been made you know recently but then when yeah. you think about the latest one and i don't think it did particularly well i'm not i, I don't know i might be wrong um it might it might have been like a one that was released in the pandemic it seems really close so i don't know if that affected it i don't it seemed to come out 
yeah, this is. I, 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 I have yeah, no I no know. facts to base that upon, but it seems to be released really <laughs> kind of suddenly. So I'm, I'm coming up with this with no facts or knowledge. So well, he's of making I'm up right. his own trivia, Steph. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's making it up. You can't do that, Joe. You can't come in here with your fake trivia. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's yeah. there's probably a, a lot of reasons as to why it didn't do well. Um, but yeah, like you, I've I've not seen it, but I don't really have any driving desire to watch no, it no no if, if it had will smith and Tommy lee jones i'd be more inclined to uh, to watch it you know yeah. you know what was a real shame in the second one is that so uh what is the actor she plays the um the doctor in the first film and she's got yeah like, but um yeah she's she's really good in this she's got that kind of dry kind of sense of humor as well in this she seems to be really cool but she, she wasn't didn't. in the she wasn't in the second one or the third one no. from again and it, this film kind of sets it up that she could join it and spoilers well yeah she she's basically the film ends and she is jay's new partner yeah which i do like i like from I like the sort of feminist angle that it's like his new partner's a woman it, yeah, yeah yeah um so i i like i like that they've chosen her well, she but, kind of oh, okay. saves her so ass she's... at the last minute, didn't she? In the in the in the final between yeah. the big baddie. Yeah, definitely. They're just like chatting away and they're busy spitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no plans to to rewatch the sequels. I think I think we'll just leave it with this being a perfect movie, and it doesn't need we don't need any sequels. We don't need any uh, extras. No. I like, I like to think as, of Men in Black as The Matrix, where, yeah, they made it into a trilogy, but I would advise everyone to watch the first film and just stop there. Pretend yeah. the others yeah. don't exist. If you've never seen them before, watch them, but uh, you're not missing anything, like, yeah. at all. Yeah. The genius Unlike the with yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings. Unlike Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yeah. where you have to watch all three in the same day, in the same sitting, with and the same drink. And it has to be Blu-ray <laughs> cut, and you have to have a jar of olives. Yeah, jar of olives, <laughs> toothpick, yeah, fine. <laughs> no figs this time. <laughs> just pretend The Hobbit didn't exist. Yeah, maybe it's just a thing with, with trilogies. Most of them are not great. I'm trying to, I think this has been said a million times, not by us either, but like, I, I fail to think of a really solid trilogy other than Lords of the Rings. Okay, so, Star Wars... Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, suck on it. No, see, this is this is where I disagree. So, um, Star Wars, the oh. first one, yes. Back to the Future, number three, I think was really disappointing. You are talking out <laughs> your arsehole, sir. <laughs> I just think it's because I'm not really interested in westerns. And oh. yeah, I, number three is fantastic. One and two, I'm all about. Number three, oh my, bore off, seriously. What? I know. What? <laughs> That is the one I rewatched the most. Oh, you really? are just full of it. Okay, I will give you the really bad Irish accents. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Airspod? But apart from that, you're talking shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm I glad listen, at I... least this week you're getting the wrath of Joe, Max, yeah. rather than me. <laughs> if you're not here, true. it's just me shouting into a mirror. So it's better that it goes somewhere. <laughs> Oh, you talk too much. You... <laughs> no, no, it is. It, look, it's an unpopular opinion. I know I'm wrong, but it's just me. I don't like oh. Westerns. So that's it. Don't walk back on it, Max. Stand, stand true. Stand firm. <laughs> you speak your truth. I mean, you're wrong, but 
What are you going to say about Indiana Jones then? No, I like all three Indiana Jones. Um, then they ruined it with the fourth one. Yeah, we don't. Pretend, uh, we, fourth one doesn't exist, Steph. We don't. We, we don't. The fourth one. But that's that's the one that I haven't seen. I have heard really really bad things about it, but I've not I've not seen it. Yeah, don't bother. Not worth it. Not worth. Oh, it. oh God. Okay. Right. <laughs> so on that note, after we've finished discussing trilogy movies, uh, let's pass it over to Joe. Yeah. So the film that we're going to be watching next week is Ghostbusters. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> Which is, is an absolute classic that I haven't seen in years. Like this is probably the longest gap that I've ever had of a film we're doing that I've seen like years and years and years and years and years ago. So I'm, I don't know if it's any good. I've no idea. But I'm gassed to watch it because it's on Netflix right now, and I thought that would be a jammy one to do. Amazing! This is yeah. probably the film that I've had the shortest amount of time not watching because <laughs> I literally watched it last week. I love this film. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. great! And you like it? But I will rewatch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Oh, I loved amazing. it. Enjoyed it very much. Oh, that's good then. Okay, cool. Because I don't know really what to expect. I can only like remember a few scenes really. So yeah, cool. I- I've I think the, I've only watched this film once. It was on video, and it yeah. it was definitely definitely in the nineties. So I've not I don't yeah. I don't know what to expect. It'll be like watching it for the first time because I don't really remember anything. Yeah, I brilliant, wait. very interesting. Then yeah, I just can't wait but for the soundtrack. Is, yeah, I'm interested in Steph's opinion too because it's obviously to do with ghosts. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. busting. And busting <laughs> favorite things. <laughs> Amazing. Whatever I'll be is. busting out all my paranormal trivia facts hey. next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wicked. Cool, cool. Well, right. nice one. Brilliant. Thanks very much, guys. This has been a been a blast. I'll see you next week for Ghostbusters. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Nineties Kids Movie Pod. If you like what you heard then don't forget to subscribe and if you really like what you heard then why not leave us a review you can follow us on twitter and instagram at 90s kids movie pod and let us know which movies you grew up watching